Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, I am um, delighted to bring to you another extraction from some old videos that I have done. Here in the last few episodes, we had a brand new one of Do Doctors Pay Too Much in Taxes with episode 31. We talked about annuities in episodes 30 and 32, and then some kind of investment knowledge getting a little more advanced in the last episode, episode 33. This one today I wanted to bring to your attention as hopefully you you are getting to a point where, gosh, you know what? Um, Maybe I am going to out, my money is going to outlive me rather than me outliving my money. And if you're in that situation and you're looking to reduce your taxes and having, having thoughts about how do you do that, um, that's why I wanted to share this great content with you on charitable planning. So I, I did record this video 10, 11 years ago that we extracted this audio from. So there might be some dated information in it, yet the principles are still the same today as they were back then. So with no further ado, here is the episode. Well, welcome. My name is Dave Denniston with the Capital Advisory Group. Welcome to the second video in my new series, Financial Planning 201, the advanced courses you never got in school. Well, this is Financial Planning 201 Part 2, Charitable Planning. And in the next 10 minutes, I am going to reveal to you how to charitably plan and get major tax deductions for doing so. So I'm going to show you a couple of strategies that many folks forget about that could literally save you tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. And honestly, some of the best, the wonderful things I see clients do is giving to others. They give their time, their energy, their effort, and their money to some really awesome causes. And maybe it's to their church or their alma mater or to big brothers, big sisters or a local theater and arts programs. I just love seeing clients make an impact in their world. So think about this beyond your family. What important ways are ways that you would like to give back? What causes are you passionate about? The awesome news is that you can get a tax deduction or possibly even avoid taxation by unleashing your giving spirit. Well, in our current tax code, if you're able to get your itemized deductions above the amount of the standard deduction, you can have a higher tax write-off than many Americans. 
And hey, keep in mind your state income taxes are currently counted towards your itemized deductions as well as mortgage interest. You add some charitable giving to the mix, most of us can easily, easily exceed that limit on standard deductions and be able to itemize instead. Well, what is different from some of the other itemized deductions is that you don't have to exceed a certain percentage of your income with charitable giving. So just for example, in order to itemize medical expenses, your medical expenses have to go over 7.5% of your adjusted gross income, otherwise you can't itemize them. In comparison, qualified charitable gifts will duck substantially from your income if you itemize. There's no minimum that you have to do. Just do something and then some more and then you'll be helping your community and the world as well as getting a tax write-off. And being the numbers nerd that I am and loving to read about this subject, there's some great information on the IRS's website, publications 526 and 561. So let me highlight a, a couple of things from you, for you, from the IRS's website. Now number one, in order to be deductible, charitable contributions must be made to qualified organizations. You can't make a payment to an individual. They're not deductible. Also, if your contribution entitles you to some merchandise or some good, some service, like for example, admission to a charity ball or banquet or theater performance, that you often get at a silent auction, for example, you can only deduct part of the amount that exceeds the fair value of the benefit received. So, kind of a weird point there. Now another good point that is easy to forget was that for a contribution of cash, of a check, or another monetary gift, you got to maintain a record of the contribution. And they want to see a written communication from the qualified organization that shows the name of the organization, the date of the contribution, and the amount of the contribution. Now also here's another big one. In addition to deducting your cash contributions, you can generally deduct the fair market value of any property you donate to qualified organizations. And if this property or a contribution is worth $250 or more, you must obtain and keep in your record this written acknowledgement that we were talking about. And keep in mind, there are special rules that apply to certain types of donations, like automobiles and inventory and um, certain kinds of property like stocks, bonds, mutual funds. So in summary, here are some main takeaways about charitable giving while getting a tax deduction. Number one, keep great records. Number two, you can contribute cash or check. Number three, you can also contribute property or an appreciated asset. And I can't overstate enough the tremendous implications of having the ability to contribute an appreciated asset. This means if you have a position with a huge unrealized gain, you never have to realize it. Instead, you can gift it to a charitable organization as is and receive a deduction for doing so.
And now for a commercial break. Have you been wondering what I'm so tired of working? What would it take to retire? Maybe you've been thinking about, gosh, I want to have a plan for getting out of medicine, but I'm not sure of the right way to do that. What are the steps that I need to take? Well, that is why I put together this ebook which is the roadmap to retire by 45. It lays out literally step by step what you need to do, how to go through it, how to calculate it. Uh, I think this is a fantastic ebook that will probably take you 15, 20 minutes to read through, but really lays it out step by step. If you want the ebook, just text ROAD to retire. That's R-O-A-D-T-O-R-E-T-I-R-E to 833-343-2986. Again, text ROAD, T-O, retire, ROAD to retire, to this number, 833-343-2986. It'll be 20 minutes that will really change your life. And now, back to the show. And as a matter of fact, there are some other more specialized strategies that many investors and high net worth individuals should consider too. For example, you can set up your own foundation or a charitable remainder trust and donate an appreciated asset directly to your foundation, your charitable remainder trust, and get a tax write-off. Now in the case of the foundation, you distribute a percentage of the foundation to charities of your choice. Essentially, you're maintaining control of an asset and you have say over its growth. And you can create this legacy portfolio that your kids can continue after your passing to continue to make a difference in this world. And as a matter of fact, this is the exact strategy that Bill Gates has used and allowed him to avoid paying hundreds of millions of dollars in capital gains. Well, if you like this strategy, but would like an income, this is where the charitable remainder trust comes in. And the initial start is just the same as a foundation. You get to contribute a highly appreciated asset and you get a tax write-off. But then you start an income stream back to yourself that is taxable, partially perhaps not even fully taxable. And then whatever's left in the trust at your passing is contributed to the organizations of your choosing when you established the trust. Another charitable strategy that I think is far too underutilized is charitable giving through required minimum distributions. And as a matter of fact, hey, you hit about 70 and a half years old, don't ask me why it's a half year, it's IRS, but you have to, you have to start taking distributions from your IRA or 401k or 403b unless you are still working for a given employer. As a matter of fact, many of my clients have very substantial IRAs. And I have seen several clients who are required to take between $50,000 to $150,000 in distributions every single year. And these distributions are normally entirely 
taxable. However, here's the good news. If you instead direct part or even all of that required minimum distribution to a charitable cause directly, again a qualified entity, not a person, you're not going to have to pay taxes on that part or all of the distribution. So again here, by having your own entity like a charitable foundation or a charitable remainder trust, you can have the funds gifted to the places you want. Well, having control over the investments and allowing them to continue to grow on your terms over the years. Now there's one caveat here. Make sure to view over the tax law before you consider using this loophole. Congress has had to approve it every year. As of the time of this particular video, this was still a strategy that could be employed at the end of last year. So can you see the impact that these strategies could have? Can you see the benefit that this could have for you? For example, if you take out an $80,000 required minimum distribution, you could take out $60,000 in one distribution for you and then send the remaining twenty grand directly from the IRA to the charity. In this case, only $60,000 was taxed. If your tax rate had been 30%, you would have just saved yourself $6,000 in federal and state income taxes by giving some of that distribution directly to a charity. So just remember, when it comes to charitable giving, number one, make sure you keep good records. Number two, if you have a highly appreciated asset, you can gift it directly to a charity rather than cash. Number three, if you have substantial charitable aspirations, consider setting up your own foundation or charitable remainder trust in order to avoid part of these substantial gains. And number four, if you have a large, a very large required minimum distribution, consider gifting part of it or all of it directly to a charity or your own charitable entity like a foundation in order to avoid being taxed on part of it. Well, I hope you found this video to be very helpful. Feel free to contact me with any questions or comments. My phone number, my email are listed below. If you're ex interested in exploring any of these strategies, hey, let's get together, let's chat more about it. Well, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Dave Denniston. Have a good one and check back in again soon. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. 
now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction which we're not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much, and have a good one. Bye-bye.